Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. Today's a special one because today's episode is one year later. Looking back on pretty much some of my favorite episodes, um, looking back on just where I was when I started this podcast and looking back on just everything in general and also taking a look at where I am now um, and and just kind of seeing the growth, just the evolution, not only of the podcast, but of myself as a person, as a podcast host, um, really putting myself out there in the way that I have done and just sharing some of like my most profound moments with my audience like in certain episodes and just in general um so it's gonna be really cool because there are a few episodes that I like absolutely loved so I definitely want to share with you guys what some of my personal favorites were and I also want this episode to be an open forum for feedback I want to hear from people what their favorite episodes were I also may tag the guests that I had on this podcast in the post when I post it up just so that they can, you know, also see that like they were part of this amazing year of just growth and openness and vulnerability and just all these big words and things that um, have happened through through a podcast, which you would never think. So Facebook reminded me that our first episode was recorded on May 22nd. So May 22nd is actually the true anniversary of the Motivation Burrito. And I did a post on Facebook and on Instagram of the original logo. And I did like a then and now podcast edition because, you know, everybody always does those then and now posts of how we looked when we were, you know, in 2011 versus now or like 2010 versus 2020. Like all those then and now posts that we see pretty much every year. It's kind of like I thought it would be cool to do a podcast edition of my logo, because that's really what I have. I mean, I don't really have a ton of pictures of me because I haven't done like a proper, proper photo shoot. But still, um, you know, I did a then and now version of my logo and how it looked when I first started when I used like a stock logo and what it looks like now that I had my branding done. And again, going into the branding part, I've talked about it. I, I, I shared with you guys the entire process of the branding in my podcast because I wanted you all to see what it's like to do a full branding process. It's not just like you hire somebody and you go and they come out with a brand for you. There's a lot of communication involved. And if you end up with the right person, there's also going to be a lot of self-discovery involved. And that's what happened. Here's something I found on the And sorry about that. My boyfriend's, um, I'm not going to say the name because then she'll turn on, but my, my boyfriend's, you know, Amazon thingy just decided that she wanted to turn on randomly. So that's cool. Thanks for ruining my podcast episode. Anyway, um, 
the amazing thing about picking the right person to brand with is that there's a lot of self-discovery involved. And one of the things that came through in the process of doing the rebrand with Catherine was that we really wanted the podcast to not only be, you know, like a self-help podcast, but we wanted it to be fun. We wanted it to be real and raw and authentic. And, you know, like it, what, what amazed me the most about it is that as we went through this process, avocados became just like a thing where we were seeing everywhere or burritos and tacos and quotes about how burritos and tacos relate to life were just popping up everywhere. So we kind of knew that we were on the right track with the branding and we knew that what we were working on was solid and relatable and it was just something that was going to be timeless, which is really what I was looking for. I wanted something fun. I wanted something timeless. I wanted something that really expressed my personality, but also the goal of the podcast. And unfortunately, as much fun as I wanted to have with this podcast, the other side of it is that when you're a podcast host, or when you have a podcast that's about authenticity and real life experiences and real life events and real life everything there's gonna be some down moments and I got to a point where a few of my episodes were just like sad and heavy and just in the like thick of everything and I made the commitment to try and share as much of that as I could with you guys because it's what real life looks like It's what anxiety looks like. It's what mental health looks like. It's what relationships, new relationships look like when you have mental health issues, you know, it's navigating new experiences and realizing that you need help. Um, So there was a lot that happened in just the last couple of months that I felt like all right, my podcast isn't fun anymore. And, you know, I I kind of just felt that maybe I was doing it wrong and that I needed to pause and find my way back to it being fun again. But then I came to the realization that, you know what, this is what you do. You bring the hard moments to the table, you bring the discussions to the table, you bring the hard topics to the table. And yeah, it may force people to cry. And yeah, it may force you to cry. And it'll have people taking a hard look at their own experiences. But at the end of the day, it also creates that sense of knowing that there's somebody out there who gets it and knowing that there's somebody who feels the way you feel and understands how you're feeling. Um, and that actually honored the tagline that Catherine and I had come up with, which is a unique, flavorful blend of conversation and self-expression. So I didn't stray from 
my podcast, I was just putting so much pressure on myself and I was just losing patience with myself that it felt heavier than what it actually needed to be. And that patience aspect is actually something that I'm going to talk about real quickly before recapping into some of my episodes, because again, I mean, I'm, this is a podcast, you know, um, and as much fun as I want to have doing the one year later aspect, there's also stuff that I need to update you guys on, on and talk about. So I got back from Lake George. It was an amazing weekend with my boyfriend and his friend. And we went to Lake George. We left on Thursday and we came back Saturday. And I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to because he loves kayaking and fishing and like boats and stuff like that. He is definitely like very much like that type of person and and loves those things. Those are his like favorite hobbies. And I don't. (laughs) To put it simply, those are not my favorite hobbies. Those are not my favorite things. Hiking, I would love. Going for walks in the park, I love. Um, You know, gym stuff, I love. Like, those are, like, right up my alley. Artsy stuff, I love. But put me on a boat and ask me to fish? Mm, Not my favorite. Not not something that I'm going to be like, yay, let's go. But I actually did have fun. And he taught me how to kayak before we went to Lake George. Like, we actually went on a kayaking adventure um, locally, and I suck. Like, I'm just going to flat out say that I absolutely just was not good at it. And I found myself losing patience with myself and losing patience with him. He, because it's so natural to him and it's so, like, ingrained because he does this so often... He, like, taught the basics and was kind of like, okay, you're on your own. So he's the type of teacher that it's like, he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you how to do it. And then you're kind of on your own and figure it out kind of thing. Like, that's his style, you know, kind of like the same way of if somebody doesn't know how to swim, you throw them in the pool and you let them fend for themselves. Not cool. But he would never do that to me, obviously. He's not the type of person that would throw me into water. And, you know, say, hey, babe, swim. Like, that's not, he would never do that. But again, it's the style. It's the style of teaching of, like, learn by doing, basically. Um, Where that's not the way I learn. I need repetition. I need hands-on. I need, like, I need that, like, I need the person to be actively teaching until I actually get it. So I don't, it's, it's half learned by doing, but it's also half instruction. Like I, I need the instruction. I need the examples. I need the, you know, like, like that person, like actually guiding me through it until I get the hang of it on my own. So I need more guidance. I don't do the learn by doing. I, and more like guided learning. So very different styles. (laughs) And as you can imagine, when you have different styles of teaching and learning, it kind of, you have to adapt. And we're, 
me and him don't adapt quickly. We're the type of people that, like, actually, that's not true. He adapts very quickly. I don't adapt quickly. Um, he's very, like, go with the flow. So, yes, he is actually very adaptable. I'm, again, looking at myself here. Um, I don't adapt quickly. Um, so, yeah, it was one of those things where it was, like, he has his style of teaching. I have my style of learning. And they're very different, so we have to adapt. But again... <laughs> I don't do adapting very well. So I started losing patience with him. And when I started to lose patience, I stopped rowing. And so now he's left to like paddle the kayak by himself without any assistance from me. And the currents are getting stronger. So there was like a lot of swaying and it was just not like it was fun, but it probably would have went a lot smoother had I not lost patience with myself, which then eventually led me to lose patience with him. And then that led him to lose a little bit of patience with me. But again, he's just very, he is still very patient. So even though he lost it with me for like a couple of seconds, he bounced back right away. And he was like, all right, like he started to get it and started to figure out that I was getting really frustrated. So he took it a step back and went back into kind of guiding me into the kayaking and at the end of it was when we finally started to got you know get a rhythm and get a flow so it was cool but needless to say I still suck so when we went to Lake George this weekend same thing he was going to teach me how to fish so he put the bait on the line for me and then he told me like how to cast out and my first cast was actually super solid. He even said it. He was like, babe, that was a great cast. Like, that was awesome. And then the next two, I tanked. So, again, I got frustrated with myself. And I was like, all right, like, I'm done. Like, here you go. You could have it back. And he was like, no, I want you to catch a fish. And I'm like, no, I'm good. So I got frustrated with myself. Then later on that day, we went back out on the rowboat. And he was like, if I get a fish on the line, I'm going to have you reel it in. And I was like, all right, fine. So he did end up getting a fish on the line and he had me reel it in. So that was pretty cool. So technically I caught my first fish while at Lake George and it was pretty awesome. But I've realized that lately I've been losing patience and I feel like most of it is internal that I'm losing patience with myself and I'm doubting myself and I'm, I'm convincing myself that I can't handle certain things or that I'm not good at certain things. And I've, I've just got into this mindset where I'm so hard on myself and I'm so doubtful of myself. And I've seen it not only affect my performance at work, but it's affecting my presence with him. And I don't, want that I don't want him to feel like you know I'm unhappy or that I'm unsure in any way because this man literally makes me the happiest I've ever been um I am so in love with him and this is really the best relationship I've ever been in the way he cares for me is just 
unmatched. Like, I've never had anybody who cares for me the way he does, who is patient with me, who understands my anxiety or tries to understand it. He is constantly asking me questions as to how he can be better, even though he's just fucking fantastic. Like, there's, like, what am I going to say? Like, spoil me more? Like, no, that's not what I want. Like, just keep going the way we've been going with that constant communication and just, he's amazing. I don't know if I can ask for anything more other than for him to marry me at this point, you know? Um, But yeah, like, I do love though that he has this awareness and that he has this desire to want to be better not only within himself but within our relationship and again it's it's a quality that is not as common these days but the fact that he can sit there and ask himself that question and then ask me that question and then take a look in the mirror when we do come across something that's a hurdle is just amazing and it's why I keep doing it and it's why I keep looking in the mirror too and seeing like what I'm doing and seeing if there's any patterns or triggers that have come to the surface that I'm holding on to and recently I have been and so that's why I'm saying like I've lost patience with myself I've lost confidence in myself and so I'm here trying to get it back And I think it's also obvious that I've lost the confidence in myself because I haven't really recorded episodes. Um, I, I spent some time and at first I thought it was like, at first I thought I took the time away to be present in my relationship with him because my anxiety was definitely like higher again, being in a new situation, being in unfamiliar territory and all of that is true. But I think that was only like part of it. I think that... Underneath that, underneath the navigating something new was the fact that I just didn't have the confidence in myself to do it. And I felt like I was failing along the way. And I felt like I just wasn't myself. I felt like the confident person that he met that walked into that bar that first night just became this like shell of a person that was constantly afraid and had this overwhelming fear of not being good enough for him and questioning myself on a daily basis of whether or not this could work or whether or not I was good enough for him or does he deserve better than me? You know, have I been good to him? Like all these questions were just constantly in my head and constantly in my brain and I was worried that he would get to the point where enough was enough and he would leave because there's only so much you could deal with you know I, I feel like everybody has that point where it's like all right you know what this is a little too much for me and I was waiting for him to get to that point and I was waiting for the ball to drop and for him to be like, all right, like, honestly, I've already got enough on my plate. I can't do this anymore. Your anxiety is too much. Like this, that, and the other thing. And I've been 
that's that's literally what's been on my mind. Um, and so, yeah, so a lot of that has been in my head and I may have projected it into our relationship where I definitely did project it into our relationship. There is no may have, but it's something that I am actively trying to work on. I'm trying to find my confidence back. I'm trying to do things for myself that made me feel good. I'm trying to be back into recording my podcast again. So I'm super excited that I decided to do this one year later thing. And it's funny because I was actually talking about one year later with Catherine. And we were talking about how we were in that mentorship program together, which is where this podcast started from anyway. Like my podcast probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that double down mentorship. And I think it was one of the most life-changing things I had ever done, mostly because lesson one, I remember Maru talking about how even if you don't know where to go, even if you don't know where life is going to take you or where the universe is going to take you or where God is going to take you, right? Even if you don't know your direction, your path, you know that you can't stay in the place that you're staying, right? Like the only way to move forward is deciding that you can't stay here. And that was lesson one. And I remember doing that lesson and thinking to myself, holy shit, I've, I am like the biggest culprit of this, that I keep myself stuck in one place because I don't know what forward is. And because I don't know where forward is or where forward is going to take me, I stay stuck. So I realized that the number one lesson that I was going to need to learn in Double Down is trust. That I have to trust that when I make the decision to take that step forward, that the universe or or God is going to have my back on it. So I, I remember that episode. I mean, I'm sorry. I remember that lesson to this day of you can't stay here and that was around the time where I think I decided to start the podcast so my first goal for the program was to learn to trust again and so I expanded on that too because it's one thing to say like oh okay like I'm gonna learn to trust God and the universe and trust that whatever happens is meant to happen and all of that stuff great, fine, dandy. Um, But it was more than that because I realized that most people teach you trust God, trust the universe, you know, trust the path that like that life takes you on. They'll, They'll teach you that aspect of things. But underneath all of that, you have to trust yourself. You know, you have to trust that the decision that you're making is the right decision. You have to trust your gut. You have to trust your instincts. You have to trust that you know yourself well enough to know what's best for you, to know your desires, to know what it is that you want. 
And then you also have to trust in your dreams. You know, you have to trust in those desires and trust in those visions and and trust that it's going to lead you to the best life imaginable. You know, trust that these are like your dreams and your visions are serving your highest and best self. And then you have to trust people because you're not going to do this alone. This journey is not something that you're going to do alone. Life is not something that you do alone. A lot of people think it is, you know, because they're like, oh, it's your life. You live it. No, there's going to be people along the way who are going to help you. And there's going to be people along the way who are going to be your support system or who who may be your partner in this journey. You know, some, some people need a partner. Some people want a partner. And, you know, if, if you're the type of person that needs a partner, you're going to get it. But if you're the type of person that can do it on your own and wants a partner for the sheer, like for the sheer enjoyment of it, you're going to get that too, because that's what life does. It delivers. So you have to learn to trust people because there's going to be people on your journey that are going to come to you. They're either going to help you or they're going to try and hold you back and That happens too, you know, but again, you have to trust your judgment at that point to know, okay, this person is not here to help me. They're here to challenge me and they're here to test my resolve and see how bad do I really want this? You're going to get those too. So I had to learn trust on a much deeper level. And I had to learn how to be vulnerable on a much deeper level to allow that trust in. So there was a lot that came with that lesson. And I'll tell you, it kickstarted something good, though. Um, but when I was talking to Catherine about it, we were talking about how Things looked one year later because I think we started double down end of April or beginning of May. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up again. Um, Actually, let me see if I still have it. Uh, Let's see. May 12th. See, I knew I had it somewhere. Um, May 12th was when it officially had kicked off and I started the podcast 10 days later. So yeah, the, the program was definitely the catalyst to this. So I was talking to Catherine about one year later, you know, did everything that we had set forth for ourselves, did we meet our goals? Did we get close or you know how far did we make it how far have we come how close to our goals did we get and I remember that obviously one of the goals was for me was trust but I was also presented with a different challenge we did this like circle of life wheel or the wheel of life thing I forget what it's called 
but we did this exercise where we have the wheel of life and there's like, you know, eight different categories, like, you know, spirituality, uh, health and wellness, um, family, like relationships, career, finances, all of that stuff. And you rate those things on a scale of one to 10 or zero to 10. And I remember that one of my lowest categories was love and relationships. And I think I had put it at a zero when I started the program. So she presented a challenge for me to be open to the idea of inviting love and relationships and improving that number. And I was like, I really don't want to. That requires me to go back into the dating world. And again, my challenge is to be open and vulnerable and to trust again. So she's really like taking all these pieces that are going to throw me into that challenge and that are going to throw me into this idea of really trusting again. And I'm sitting there like, I don't want this. (laughs) But at the same time, I knew that there was something going on in the back of her head. You know, the, the thing about Maru is when she has an idea or when she like has this like nugget of information or she brings to you a challenge, it's because she just intuitively knows that that's what you need. So she challenged me to be open to improving that one. And I was like, oh, so then you kind of have to envision the type of person that you want to call in, right? You have to start thinking about, well, what is it that I want in my life? What is it that I'm trying to do? What does my highest self look like? And then find someone who's a vibrational match to that, right? Because I truly believe that the people that we date are often a reflection of you. So I remember making it a point and saying, I don't want somebody who is a reflection of me now as I am because right now I am in the midst of like just all of this you know personal development and trying to like be better and I was like I know that I'm not at my best now I know that I'm still learning I'm I'm still unlearning and I'm still trying to figure out my way so if I were to find somebody who matches me now That's not going to be the best relationship. And I want my next relationship to be my, my best relationship and my last relationship. Like I had made a decision that the person that I would next get into a relationship with was going to be the person who I end up with. And not only that, they were going to be, again, the vibrational match to my highest and best self, to like that absolute best version of Melissa that I could possibly be. So you have to write about those things, right? You kind of have to figure out, well, what does that look like? What does the best version of Melissa look like? And when you figure that out, that's when you're like, all right, cool. Those same qualities, put it in my partner. But also balance, you know, because like you want a little of that complimentary thing. Like you want, if you're impatient, you want somebody who is super patient. You know, you want that balance. So you, you kind of want the same qualities, but you also want somebody who's going to balance you out and anchor you in and ground you. You know, those are all the things that I needed in a partner because I'm not grounded. I'm very like higher chakra, 
and I needed somebody who was going to be laid back and grounded and secure and like really rooted. So I knew what I needed and I knew again, or I had to figure out what the best version of Melissa looks like. And once I figured that out again, I knew what I needed. But I remember having a moment right before, I'm pretty sure it was right before I met my boyfriend. Um, I remember having a moment where, I'm trying to look up if I still have the picture. But I had this moment where I pretty much gave up on everything. And I gave up on finding that person. I gave up on dating. I gave up on, or I was about to give up on all of it. And I think I even recorded a podcast episode about like, I I know I recorded a couple of podcast episodes about my, my progress with dating, but I think I recorded one where I was basically saying that I was about to give up. And I remember that I was like trying to clean my room. I had just built, um, the bookshelf. And I was trying to like clean my room and organize and, you know, see which journals I was going to keep and see which journals I was going to throw away. And I remember seeing my double down journal. And I remember looking at the green pastures passage that I wrote and the one year later passage that I wrote. And I remember being so upset with the fact that I hadn't found that and I may have found it hold on okay so I definitely found the statement the at least the September 1st like statement one year later kind of thing um and I rem- I, I see here oop, hold on All right, sorry. There was a little bug in the room. And I am, like, freaking out with the bug situation because when I moved in with my boyfriend, like, his, like, our area or this town now, I should say, um, is very, like, is arborous a word? (laughs) It has a lot of trees. And so... You know, like, as with anything, you know, Long Island related and tree related and, you know, woodsy and lots of grass and nature, um, they're talking about ticks this season. So, like, anytime I see a bug, if I don't recognize it, I, like, immediately have to kill it because the last thing I need is a tick bite right now. Like, no, not happening. Um, Same thing with spiders. Like, spider bites are starting to become common again and somebody that we know was bit by a brown recluse and had to go to the like doctor so I'm like super cautious about everything that pretty much like enters this apartment so not really thrilled and I had to kill it so that's where that was um but I found this statement and one of the things that I had talked about was you know that I woke up in my own place made a cup of coffee, had my protein shake and weighed myself. I'm down 30 pounds and almost to goal. I didn't go on some crazy diet. I just trusted my body. Um, 
And then I was talking about a photo shoot lined up for the podcast and that I received sponsorships and donations. And, you know, I was talking about like freedom. Well, financially, I'm not there yet. Of the things that have happened, I am in my own place. And technically, it's not my own because, again, I live with my boyfriend and he's just amazing. But it's still a place that's not my parents' house, which was the goal, to get out of my parents' house. So I'm in a place that is not my parents' house. And every morning he makes us a cup of coffee. So, yes, I am sitting here with a cup of coffee in hand. I have yet to have my protein shake, but I'm gonna. I usually do that right before work. And I am definitely down 30 pounds. Um, in fact, I had almost, I had hit 35 pounds. And then I hit goal, but I hit goal because I got sick. So it really wasn't like the best way to hit goal. Like I was so sick to the point where I really couldn't eat for a couple of days and I just dropped the rest of the weight that I needed to lose. So it wasn't safe. It wasn't the healthiest way. So I wanted to like go back and do it the right way. And it wasn't like, you know, saying like, hey, I'm going to force myself to eat and gain back like three, four pounds and try to lose it again. It was letting my body absorb the nutrition that it needed when I was able to start eating again. So when I was able to start eating again, like I was having my full on meals and having you know, the food that I would normally have, um, and then just letting it all like level out naturally. Um, but I was also in the beginning of my relationship. So we would actually go out on date nights quite a bit and we would eat out or we would order in. And so the food that we were choosing was not the healthiest food options. So there was just a lot of that and I ended up going back up to like the 35 pound range and now I'm a little high again but not a big deal um still 30 pounds down though I still am at the 30 mark at least so yay I would like to get back to the 35 and then eventually I may adjust my goal a little bit but we'll see how that works out I really wanted to see the green pastures one because the green pastures statement was where I had talked about the person where I had talked about what it would feel like what the relationship feels like the type of person that I'm with but I do remember bits and pieces of it and I remember when I was talking to Catherine about it and like thinking about double down one year later and revisiting the green pastures And thinking about my relationship now, it is everything I wanted and more. Um, Like, he's literally the most amazing person I've ever met. And and I I remember telling her, like, I seriously can't believe how much of it actually happened like I'm sitting here in awe about the fact that I literally had a passage where I said I woke up 30 pounds lighter with a cup of coffee in my hand in a place that's not my parents house and on top of that I get to wake up next to the man of my dreams every single morning like if that's not magic I honestly don't know 
what is. So yeah, one year later, so much has happened and so much has become a reality. What was once a dream just now seems like it, it, what was once a dream is now a reality. Let's basically like call it what it is. What I thought would just be a forever dream is now in front of me in ways I never thought possible. And it's kind of making me a believer that dreams really can come true and that they do. Um, so it's definitely reframed my mindset in that way. So that's the recap of life. And I feel bad because that was 40 minutes worth of recap of just where I've been. But I think also, again, I wanted to say, I wanted to have that one year later, not only on the podcast, but on me. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and to just acknowledge the growth and where I am. So now we're going to get into some of my favorite episodes, which kind of do explain the journey and it kind of goes with the journey. Um, because again, thinking about one year later and thinking about all the things that I talked about, I kind of want to revisit some of the episodes where I had talked about wanting these things and now it's reality. So I'm going to take a quick look at some of these episodes. So let's take a recap. <clears throat> so when I first started the Motivation Burrito, the first two episodes were talking about relationships during a pandemic, which, um, yeah, I, I remember saying that I'm not a relationship expert and I'm still not a relationship expert. I mean, I have advice that I could give now through experience, but by no means am I an expert. But it's interesting because Jared and I have talked about relationships during a pandemic and he talked about like his relationship prior to me um, and what it was like, you know, being in a pandemic and, and just being like, you know, the quarantine situations and just living with that person day in, day out, not being able to go out, not being able to, you know, do the things that you normally do because everything is closed off. And, you know, we've talked about how that affected him. We've talked about mental health, which was episode three. And, you know, like, looking back on it, like, now we're starting to come out of the pandemic. Like, I won't say it's perfect, but restaurants are opening again for like full hours. Um, you know, like there's indoor and outdoor dining now. The vaccine is available you know, people are getting vaccinated, they're lifting mask restrictions, people are flying again. So one year later, things are improving. But it's obviously not the best scenario. Um, and there's still a lot that's up in the air and uncertain, you know, are we going to have another wave or, um, you know, like, did we do all of this for it to come back stronger and mutated and all of this stuff? Like, there's a lot of questions up in the air still. Um, side of that side effects of the vaccine, like everything, you know. Um, one of my favorite episodes in the beginning, early on, was episode six, where I talked about self, and that episode was partial like fangirl to Teen Wolf, and it's funny because I actually like got Jarrett to watch all six seasons of Teen Wolf, and he even said it was a pretty good show. 
Um, although he does still laugh at how much I fangirl out about it. But the episode was pretty much talking about like how much of our daily lives and how much everything we do is tied to our sense of self, you know, self-esteem, self-worth, self-expression. But not only that, like it brought the question of, you know, do people really know when you're not yourself? You know, like how many of your friends truly have this awareness of when you're not yourself? And that was like what the Teen Wolf season was about. Like the main character or one of the main characters was not themselves and yet all of his friends couldn't figure out that it was him it took them a while to figure out that it was him because they didn't think it was possible right they didn't think it was possible for him to change for him to be someone other than himself like he was just always like strong-willed um he was like he just had like this amazing sense of self that you would think could not be like changed or altered or swayed in any way and here he is like being possessed by a supernatural fox and hiding it really well and I think that was the point that I was trying to make in that episode that when we're going through changes when we're going through moments where we're evolving where we're growing we hide it so well that everybody thinks that, yeah, they're still the same. They're still the same old Melissa. Like, you know, maybe she's going through a little bit of a hard time, but she still seems okay. Like, she still seems the same to me. Meanwhile, in my mind, I'm struggling day in, day out with some part of my sense of self, whether it's my self-worth, my self-esteem, my self-confidence. Like, there's a struggle in there that I'm hiding from the world and that I'm hiding from my close friends and family. And I'm kind of like sad that that episode didn't do as well as I wanted it to do because again, we don't realize how much of our daily lives is tied to ourselves, but we also don't realize how easy it is to hide that part of ourselves from the world, how easy it is to hide the struggle and how we never really know who is not themselves or who's not feeling like themselves. And I wanted that episode to drive the conversation of asking people if they're okay, asking people how are they feeling within themselves. Um, So I really wanted to like, I, I wanted that episode to start that conversation and ignite that conversation. And I was kind of upset that it didn't really do that. And the ironic thing is like quite a few of my episodes didn't really do the way I wanted it them to. So again, it was really like at one point I thought like I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing these episodes. Nobody's really listening. They're not getting hits. They're not conversation starters. But at the same time, I kept going. I knew I had to keep going because I knew that these were important topics and eventually it would catch on. But here we are. One of another episode, a couple episodes later, I actually went back to this topic. And in episode nine, I talked about self-worth, value and the idea of being enough. And I remember that 
that conversation was brought back up because one of the actors from the show Teen Wolf had actually posted on Twitter, um, like, how often do we walk through life feeling like we're not enough? And I was just like, holy shit, like, I was just talking about it. Like, maybe I need to revisit this conversation. And so I revisited those topics in that episode. And I remember talking about, like, how we place so much value on numbers, you know, like we place value on our weight, we place value on the things that people say about us. And a few weeks later, I I had a moment where I was talking to my best friend and she brought back up something I had said in that episode. And she was like, excuse me, where is the girl who was just talking about the fact that we're not bound by these numerical values and these like outside influences and and I don't remember the exact words but I remember that she pulled right from my episode advice that I had given out and I was like holy shit like I just got like pretty much like my words (laughs) used against me in a way but at the same time like it's moments like that where you appreciate it because you know somebody is getting something out of your episode and you know that somebody's paying attention in some way and yet it still didn't stop the feelings of me like feeling like the podcast wasn't going anywhere and I ended up recording episode 14 like I just got to a moment where I was just like am I failing and episode 14 was the question have I failed you And I remember like that episode was really where I started to get comments and traction and people were just like, you didn't fail. Like, you know, like these topics are hard hitting and it's forcing people to like look within themselves and it's bringing up a lot of good questions. Like people really started to like actually comment and engage from that turning point. But on the other side of that, people also appreciated the fact that I like actually ask the question of did I fail because most people don't ask that question you know they just go on through life thinking everything's okay or that they're doing okay and I'm like no I think I need to ask I I feel like I'm failing or maybe I'm not hitting the mark or maybe there's something more that people need that I'm missing and so I need to ask the question and so I did um and that was like a really cool turning point for me And I just kept on going and kept on recording. And, um, you know, the topics were at that point, like, all over the place. They were pretty much, like, whatever I felt like talking about. They were very just, like, somebody would say something. I'm like, I'm going to talk about that because that actually brings up a very good point. But then I got bold. (laughs) And another one of my favorite episodes was where... I think this was when I really started to like pick up my confidence again and really started to like say, okay, this podcast needs a heavy dose of like the true version of Melissa, the confident, bold, talk about like all the things you're not supposed to talk about version of Melissa. And so I remember recording an episode called Love sex and the erotic blueprint and I was scared to talk about this topic at first because I felt like bringing in 
sex into the podcast was going to be like, okay, like she's taking it in a wild direction and all of this stuff. And that wasn't the intention. What I wanted for that episode was to, was for people to explore another level of themselves because I feel like that topic is not explored enough and I feel like sexual expression is a form of self-expression and so I remember like being so afraid to record this episode and I was just like oh my god this episode is not going to do well people are going to be like what the hell is she talking about why is she talking about sex and the erotic blueprint like what is she doing and I was like, I'm going to lose people because nobody wants to hear about sex. Like, it's literally just insane. And this episode actually did, ended up doing really well with men. And I mean, I was kind of surprised and not surprised because really the goal of the episode was to get women to feel more confident in their sexuality and women to recognize their erotic blueprint and recognize their needs and recognize their sexual prowess and, and know that it's okay to express themselves on that level too. And it also brought about intimacy, which I am absolutely petrified of. Like I've always been scared of intimacy. I've always been scared of connecting on that deeper level. But the point of that episode was not only about diving into your expression on those levels, but really also talking about sex, not just as sex, but as intimacy is a deeper connection between two people that is ultimately an embodiment of that love that two people share so I wanted it to be like a tie-in I wanted it to be like listen like yo love is out there right we have to love others we have to love ourselves like the only way to truly love is to really be vulnerable and really be open and express ourselves naturally and express ourselves like in our most raw form possible and that when we do that we invite ourselves to receive the most profound and intimate and amazing sexual experiences and I remember talking about this in that episode and I was like holy shit like I'm really outdoing myself here like yo like if I ever experience this again like, I really will have, like, nailed it with that topic. So it was almost a challenge to myself, right? Like, here I am talking about that intimacy and saying that I had gotten a taste of it in a past relationship, but that I wanted to find someone where I could really be intimate with like that level of intimacy that profound level of intimacy that I was talking about in that episode I realized that I actually wanted for myself in my relationship like in my next relationship that was what I wanted I wanted that level of that intimacy so when I recorded that episode it was like a challenge to everybody, but also a challenge to myself. You know, like if you're in relationships, can you allow yourself to be open and can you call in that intimacy in a new way? You know, like experiment. 
not so much experiment. That's probably the wrong choice of words. But like, find out what works for you. Get to know yourself on that deeper level. Get to know your sexual needs. Because it's super important to be able to communicate that with your partner, right? It's it's important to be able to communicate your needs in a relationship, but to also communicate your needs on an intimate level. I won't say sexual level because, I mean, we can say sexual level. That's what it is. But we're also talking about intimacy. Or at least in that episode, it was not only the idea of sex, but it was the idea of that intimacy. And I wanted that to really be like, I wanted that message to really like land with people. But again, it was also my own challenge to my myself. Like, can I allow myself to be that open in my next relationship? Can I allow myself to receive that level of intimacy? So it was one of my favorite episodes because I was like, holy crap, I'm over here talking about having profound experiences or opening the door to a profound experience. And I realized that that's what I wanted for myself. You know, I wanted to be able to invite that in. And I knew that the only way that I would be able to do that is to really step into that trust that I had been working on for so long and step into that vulnerability and that openness and that honesty and and just being like real and raw with people. So I started to realize that I needed to really like lean into that and step into that if I was going to call these things for like call these things in for myself. And it started to work. Like I was actually surprised because man, the moment I did that episode, stuff started shifting not only for my podcast but for me. Like for me personally on a personal level, I started having like real conversations with real people. There was a guy that I had, you know, liked and he was a friend but like it was long distance and he you know opened me up emotionally and he like continued to allow those conversations or allow me to have those conversations he was always encouraging me um and yeah a part of me knew that like it was a far-fetched idea to think that it could happen because he lived so far away but at the same time I knew that there was something in this that I needed, you know, and I think what it was really was like that opening of my heart in order to be more vulnerable and emotionally available for when my partner did come along. So things really started to like shift for me in big ways after that episode And my next, there's like two episodes after that that like followed. And the episode after that that followed was an episode of, was the next episode actually, episode 30 for the men. And the reason why I ended up doing that one was because after talking about, you know, love, sex, and the erotic blueprint, most of the comments that I was getting were from men. And I realized that I needed to talk more about these topics but from a perspective of men 
um, are not from the perspective of men, but from a perspective of learning to love men and appreciating them and really kind of, again, allowing men to be themselves in their, in, in the relationship, you know? Um, and it was also a way to honor the good men. Um, so yeah, like that episode just led into this episode of, if we're talking about intimacy and we're talking about love on, on such a level, then we need to acknowledge, you know, we need to acknowledge both parts. And so that's why I just did this episode about honoring the good men, honoring the men that show up, honoring the men that are willing to be vulnerable, um, that are willing to be honest and communicate, that are willing to put their hearts out there in such huge ways. The men who are willing to provide, the men who care so deeply, who love so deeply. And again, when I was recording this episode, it never occurred to me that I would find one who fit the bill to the T, that I would find somebody who is honestly deserving of the recognition in that episode. And so when I look back on it and I think about all the things that I, I mentioned in that episode, all the qualities I mentioned, all the ways men show up, all the ways they provide, all the ways that they're just beautiful people. I never thought that I would be waking up next to such a man. So it's crazy how the things we talk about can literally <clears throat> manifest themselves in the most amazing ways or in ways you never thought possible. So listen to that episode. <laughs> listen to For the Men. Men, revisit that episode. And you know, just like, keep going, you know, like, let's keep going. And I can't wait for Jarrett to get home this morning. Because it's just like, revisiting those episodes and revisiting like the podcast one year later makes me realize how lucky I really am that I found him. And how <clears throat> a lot of what I talked about in one year led me to be able to record a podcast episode where I say I have a lot of the things that I wished for yeah do I want a bigger following sure but um do I want the sponsorships absolutely but at the same time I'm happy knowing that I've accomplished so much that was on my list that I've accomplished way more than I thought I was going to. So <clears throat> now let's talk about my guests. I've had a couple of guests and I've had three guests. I think it is one, two, three. Yeah. So I've had three guests and all three of them have absolutely been amazing. My first guest was my friend Chad from high school, and that was probably one of my longest episodes. I think that episode ended up being almost two hours long. 
And we just talked about like everything. We talked about long distance relationships. We talked about the episode with the erotic blueprint. We talked about um, personal experiences. We talked about life. We just talked about everything under the sun that you could imagine two people talking about. And if you listen to the episode, like you could tell that like my friendship with him is so much like two bros just chatting about everything. And it's kind of cool, you know, to like have that witty banter with somebody. So it was definitely one of my most fun episodes. Um, Chad is also the type of person to like not have a filter. So he just kind of like says what's on his mind, which makes it fun. Because again, I had to learn to be like adaptable and be like, oh shit, like he just actually said that. Okay, let's run with this topic. Or like, all right, here's a little tangent. Let's run with that too. So it was definitely more free flowing, which I loved, but I was not expecting this episode to be almost two hours worth of conversation. And at the same time, it's one of my favorites because it was, it was one of those episodes where it was belly laughter, you know, and it was so needed in a time where my anxiety was starting to creep up. Things were starting to just get crazy for me. And so it was definitely like good to have that belly laughter and good to have like that witty banter and just to be able to like not overthink a conversation or not overthink a topic so I was just like yo I love it my second and third guests were back to back um my second guest was Catherine and we were talking about like branding you know because we pretty much yeah we had finished our branding for the motivation burrito. We had finished our project and I wanted to have her on the, on the podcast because the experience was not only awesome for me, but, and reflective for me, but it also like was reflective for her because after that, she kind of started to change her method of how she does branding. Like she started to realize that there's a coaching element in branding and I mean, again, I'll let her explain it from her perspective. And if you follow her on Instagram or if you follow her on Facebook, like you'll definitely be able to see her own evolution. But it was so awesome because through a shared experience, we talked about like belief wars. We talked about our own limiting beliefs. We talked about like the experiences that we had through the branding We talked about this idea of being versus like doing kind of thing. Um, And it was just like shift after shift in the way we brought the motive, the way we brought the motivation burrito to life is something that to this day I'm just like it's nothing short of magic because it was literally like first draft after first draft and like she nailed it the first time every single time and there were so little revisions to be made um the color scheme is just like I seriously love my colors I love my color palette it's the best color palette ever um I love the versatility the flexibility I love the personality of it I love the tagline like we just really nailed it from start to finish and she truly is amazing at what she does and her 
methods of branding are not traditional branding methods, but they're what we need in a, they're what we need in a time where so much is shifting for people in a time where people are really like in this space of self-discovery in a time where people are finally looking inward because that's pretty much what the pandemic forced us to do. So in a time like this, we're forced to be present within ourselves versus go out and do, do, do all the time. We were forced to slow down. We were forced to like be. And so that's like some of the things that she talks about. And she has literally become just an amazing person to talk about being with. Um, So yeah, she's absolutely awesome. She is the creative genius behind the Motivation Burritos brand. And she is just like such a huge part of this podcast. I mean, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have, excuse me, the image that I have. So truly just, again, one of my favorite people to have on the podcast. And then following Catherine, I had my friend Stan on the podcast from college. Stan and I did college radio together. We um, did a sports show together. And so I had him on my show and we did it crossover style because he has a podcast too. So we were like, yeah, let's make this like, you know, DC crossover style, you know, we'll, we'll have like the episode on, on my podcast and we'll have it on your podcast and we'll share it like just this huge crossover deal. Um, this like one major episode and we even like smushed our names together because his podcast is called that's my shit podcast and mine is called, you know, the motivation burrito. So we mushed our titles, our titles together and we called that episode. That's my burrito. And it was just, again, another like epic moment of two creative people just coming together and just like being like, yo, let's fucking do this. Let's do this crossover. Let's talk about everything under the sun. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about all the things that need to be talked about, like as two podcasters who you know, live in New York and go through the ups and downs and cost of living and just like, it was so awesome. And I remember in the description, and he's also a comedian too, so it was definitely funny. Um, But I remember saying like, this episode is the meatiest, super stuffed burrito of burritos. And we talk everything under the sun from media performance industry to therapy, to mental health, to college days to life as a 30-something-year-old and being in the dating game again. Like, we just hit all the topics. And, you know, it's one thing when you have, like, just someone on your podcast, but it's another when you have somebody who's in your industry or somebody who's in, like, your, your realm of genius and you just like collaborate and it's effortless and it's easy. And again, my guests have been amazing and all of them just naturally like fit and they all naturally just went with the conversation. But like when you have two media minded people, like it's just, it flows, you know, and and we get it and it was just pretty cool and it was awesome. But we also know that our industry, like the media industry is one of the hardest industries. So that's why we're podcasters and we're not like actual 
um, on the radio kind of thing, even though I wish I was. So that, I kind of wish I had more guests and that I, I continued to pursue guests and continue to invite people. But again, I had these feelings of unworthiness and I had these feelings of like, I don't have a huge following of people. So I feel like I wouldn't do some of these guests justice by having them on my podcast. I honestly felt like having someone like my coach Maru wouldn't do her justice because I felt like she has such a huge following that me trying to promote the episode wouldn't get her the traction that she deserves. And so I would have to lean on her to promote the episode and see if like that got a following from there. Um, and I, I'm sure she would have done it. Like I, I absolutely know for a fact that she probably would have gotten on the podcast episode, no questions asked and, and, and done it for me and talked about all the things that she's going through. But I was always scared to pull that trigger and make that move. So maybe for year two, I can focus on more guests like that and really kind of push myself outside my comfort zone and ask people who are major players and say, listen, I may not be able to have the volume and the following that you do. And, you know, I'm asking you to leverage your following but I promise you this, like once so such and such happens or if I start getting sponsorships and I start like making money, like I'll obviously recoup that back to you in some way. So you may have to do some type of barter system or exchange of like services or something like that in, in some way. But that's something that I can get creative on further down the line. But do I wish I had her on the show like I had originally planned? Yes. Are there other guests that I'm hoping to line up for the podcast episodes? Absolutely. I even actually want to have my boyfriend on on the show. So like I've talked to him about it and I'm like, hey, like, would you be open to the idea of doing a podcast episode with me and maybe talking about your business and getting yourself out there like that kind of thing. So there's some people in mind that I would love to have on the Motivation Burrito and I think the more I step back into my confidence and the more I come back into myself, I'll have things that I want to share again. <clears throat> the topics will start flowing and, you know, I'm probably going to try and start off with one episode a week until I get to the point where I can comfortably do two episodes a week again. But I mean, hey, looking back on it, looking back on 70 episodes worth of content, looking back on a year's worth of growth, a year's worth of guests, a year's worth of mental health topics and self-exploration and, and finding strength that I never knew I had and learning to be vulnerable and learning how to trust and seeing where I am now versus where I was a year ago. It's still so amazing to me and it's still so like in a way it's still surreal and I'm just like I did this like this happened for me and it can happen for anybody out there so to anybody who listens to this episode and to anybody who's been listening to my podcast and who's been following it like 
go back on some of those episodes and see where I was and go back on some of those episodes where I prayed and I wished for and I cried for all of the things that I have now and just like know in in the bottom of your heart that it can happen for you too and know that I'm still here for the good and for the bad that I'm still a huge advocate for mental health that I'm still going to continue to be raw and vulnerable and open and share my experiences and I'm still gonna be me in this process but I'm also still growing and I honestly can't wait to see what year two brings and I'm making the intention to be back I'm making the intention to get to episode 100 um because I want to be able to celebrate that milestone. I really want to be able to celebrate milestones again. So here's to setting a goal. And I've talked about SMART goals in my podcast. But here's to setting a goal and an intention to get to 100 episodes of the Motivation Burrito. And to having the most amazing and fantastic year two. And for this to really take off because I really do I really do want to like reach more people not for the monetary reasons but because I honestly think that the content that I've put out the things that I've shared are things that are so needed in the world and I feel like if I could do it the girl who barely believed in miracles the girl who barely believed in the universe and the girl who almost gave up at one point, if I could do it, I think so many people who doubt themselves can do it too. And that's what I want to eliminate. I want to eliminate the self-doubt. I want to eliminate the fear. I want to eliminate the, I want to eliminate holding ourselves back from greatness because I truly believe that it's out there. And I've witnessed within myself what happens when you make the decision to not stay here, when you make the decision to let go of the things that are holding you back, and when you make the decision to just take that leap of faith and and go for it, like, that's where the magic starts. And yeah, it's going to get a little rocky, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of tests from from life to see if this is what you really want but if you stick with it and you continue to push forward and hold on to it and and know and trust that it's all gonna work out it works out man like it really works out so now I definitely need to like next level and start trusting finances and start trusting that the money is going to come in and start trusting that I'll be secure financially too and um let's see where year two takes us so that's a wrap everybody I'm super excited that we are here one year later and happy anniversary to myself and the motivation burrito and I seriously do love this and I I do need to get back into it. So here's to year two and here's to more magic and more moments and more motivation and 
more amazing, real, raw, vulnerable guests. And we're going to take it to the next level for year two, I promise. Um, Have a great week, everybody. And if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas, please feel free to reach out to me um, through Instagram, through my website, themotivationburrito.com. You can just send a quick message um, and just follow me at The Motivation Burrito on Instagram. Reach out. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's anything that I need to talk about that's like, you know, like relevant, relatable on your mind, like something that you're facing, a challenge, whatever. I'm here to be, I'm here to be like that person for you. I'm here to be your voice. I'm here to be your go-to. I'm here to hold space for you. And let's take this to the next level. Let's get deeper. Let's talk deeper stuff and let's get more, let's get really vulnerable. Like, let's do it. I'm excited. Year two, we're there. So happy anniversary to my podcast. Happy anniversary to me. And I'm super excited to see where this goes. And that is a wrap, everybody. Have a great week and I will see you next time.